Brooke, we deal with celebrity news on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It's how we keep our lights on Mm -hmm. and feed our jogger and shoe habit. (laughs) Um, And part of the whole fame game is that whenever there's controversy involving a celebrity, they'll work with their PR and their publicity teams to control the narrative, you know, so we get the story that they want us to get. Yeah, but we're not stupid. Mama didn't raise no fool. No, we're not fools. We're on to you. Yeah, yeah. And for a while now, we've been seeing both sides of a PR tug of war, basically, Mm -hmm. between the royal family and Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And now, in what looks like an attempt to control their narrative, Harry and Meghan have gone on the big-time offensive, and they've pulled out the huge guns, releasing a (laughs) docuseries on Netflix. Yeah, and people who've seen it are definitely coming in hot either for them or against yeah. them. But one thing's for sure, and this seems to be the case with them anytime they do something like this, mm-hmm. Harry and Meghan don't hold back. Like, they're Mm-mm. they're definitely spilling all that royalty. But each time they spill the royalty, I feel like, I'm like, oh, they've told us everything. What's left? I know. And yet, there's always something left. They've got a vault. Yep. From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. It's Friday, December 16th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. If you've been keeping up with Even the Rich, you've heard us talking about Monopoly Go. That's right. And we're going to keep talking about it. So playing Monopoly Go with your family and friends is truly a delight. Yeah, there's always something new to do, like partner events where you build on each other's boards, crazy tournaments where you can recruit your friends, or competitions to outdo them on the leaderboards. And we love competition. Yeah, we do. Too much. And if you want to play solo, there's timed events like obscenely massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees. It's honestly a really great pastime. Exactly. Compete with your friends and people all around the world to be the biggest Monopoly tycoon on the leaderboards. So join the fun and download Monopoly Go now, free on the App Store and Google Play. Life is full of personal wins, whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list. Winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the Personal Price Plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Give me that, give me that hot gas. So, ever since Meghan Markle's relationship with Prince Harry became public knowledge, they've been essentially, for better or for worse, a major target of the British tabloid press. Yes. Literally, Every one of their comments, every one of their moves has been analyzed and speculated on to the nth degree. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, And of course, that includes all of the controversy surrounding their relationship with the rest of the royal family. I mean, we've been talking about the royals since we started at Wondery. Our edition was about the royals. Mm -hmm. Like, we've... They're a part of our lives, whether we want them to be or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now in Harry and Meghan's new Netflix docuseries called <laughs> Harry and Meghan, um, 
they're taking the narrative, they're doing the analyzing, they're doing the speculating, and they're opening up about the struggles that they have faced ever since they first started dating. Yeah, so for the docuseries, Harry and Meghan allowed cameras to film a lot of their intimate relationship moments. Like Mm -hmm. like I said, these two are very open when they do these kinds of things. More open than I would really expect them to be. Yeah. And, you know, they talked about their first date, their first kiss. Uh, They also talked about the first time Meghan met... Prince William and his wife, Princess Catherine Middleton, Mm -hmm. which I can't not say that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Megan talks about the experience of meeting them and how eye-opening it was for her because she learned just how different she was from the royals. Like, she says that when William and Kate came over for dinner, she greeted them in ripped jeans and bare feet. And she said, Mm -hmm. I was a hugger, always been a hugger. I didn't realize that that is really jarring for a lot of Brits. I guess I'd started to understand very quickly that the formality on the outside carried through on the inside. That there is a forward-facing way of being. And then you close the door and you go, oh, great. Okay, we can relax now. But that formality carries over on both sides. And that was surprising to me. But the thing is, this was just one of many things that seemed to present hurdles for Megan. Um, In the series, Harry says that while his family was actually initially impressed by Meghan, although they did not love that she was an actress, which (sighs) I feel like is true for half the families in this country. You tell your parents you're going to go be an actor and they're like, what? Well, become an accountant instead. (laughs) Oh, no, not the accountants. The royal family, though, this is real rich coming from a bunch of people who constantly have like this facade up. Like you're all acting, baby. right, Right, right. You're just not getting paid for it. Well, and the thing is, it's not like she's like... And this is nothing against actors like this, but it's not like she's just doing community theater. Like she's a <laughs> she's a recognizable actor. Like that is she? It's just interesting. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she was. She was on Suits. Like recognizable, like C list recognizable. I mean, I I'll be honest. I didn't really know her until all of this. Probably. Well, I was an avid watcher of um, Let's Make a Deal. Deal or No Deal. Yep. Let's make a deal. <laughs> Damn it. I really just screwed myself there. <laughs> she used to do improv with Wayne Brady right on stage. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> but like we said, Harry said his family was initially impressed by Megan. They found out she was an actor. They hated her. And then as their relationship continued, a much bigger problem seemed to have emerged. Racism. Yeah. So, you know, most of us know that Megan is mixed race. She has a black mother and a white father. Mm-hmm. And in the docuseries, Megan says that she hadn't really thought much about her race until the media made it an issue. And she said it's very different to be a minority but not be treated as a minority right off the bat. Obviously, now people are very aware of my race because they made it such an issue when I went to the UK. And Harry said that his family was clueless, shocker, when it came to recognizing that the media was bringing Meghan's race into their coverage. As far as a lot of the family were concerned, everything that she was being put through, they had been put through as well. So it was almost like a rite of passage. And some of the members of the family was like, right, but my wife had to go through that. So why should your girlfriend be treated any differently? Why should you get special treatment? Why should she be protected? And I said, the difference here is the race element. So Megan's mother, Doria Ragland, also appears on the docuseries. And this is her first interview ever, mm-hmm. which yeah. is just wild. She's so sweet looking. Yeah. I feel like we just don't really hear a lot about her. Like, it's always about Megan's dad and his Yeah. Well, the last time I, like, remember seeing her was at the wedding. And it was just like... Which you attended, of course. You know, it's a daughter and her mom. 
Right, right. You know, I was up there with the kids <laughs> making all those really quintessential British children faces. Yeah. Um, so Megan's mom says that when Megan started getting a bunch of negative media attention, she told her daughter, this is about race. Mm-hmm. And she says she regrets not making Megan more aware of the racial prejudices that she would face as a biracial woman when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And she said, as a parent, in hindsight, I would absolutely like to go back and have that very real conversation about how the world sees you. Mm. Which is like, hmm. Yeah. This is a conversation a lot of parents of color have to have with their kids, which is just sad. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, I, it's interesting because it's like, I'm, you know, like Megan, I'm biracial. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where I've had this conversation at UCB with a couple of people talking about like diversity and stuff. And like, because I'm not fully black, Mm -hmm. I've been like labeled as being like a more palatable version when it comes to like diversity and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's might be similar to what Megan's had to deal with. And it's just like, I, I mean, I'm lucky that I don't, I didn't have the ignorance that she has of like not being able to comprehend that it's about race. Like, yeah, that's not, that hasn't been my experience. And, you know, everyone's is different, but I just, I feel like it's one of those things where it's got to be such a rude awakening when you've been going about your life, not realizing that your skin color is leading to people interacting with you a different way. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's just like heightened yeah. Tenfold media mm-hmm. everywhere. That's just got to be such a like, oh, I'm sure. Hard come down. Yeah, for sure. So our OG Richies uh, <laughs> might remember us talking about this in our very first ever mm-hmm. season of Even the Rich. Available, available wherever you, wherever you podcast. get podcasts. Um, but back in 2020, things got so rough for Harry and Meghan that they ended up saying bye-bye to their royal duties <laughs> and relocated to the United States. And at the time, there were a lot of theories about how and why they left. One of them was that Harry and Meghan had been bullied out of the royal family by Prince William. And at the time, the palace ended up releasing a joint statement from both Harry and William refuting the story and putting it to rest. But Harry now says he never agreed to that joint statement and was stunned when he found out about it. Mm-hmm. So Harry says he first heard about the statement after some meetings he had in England that related to him and Meghan stepping back from their royal duties. And he said, no one asked me permission to put my name to a statement like that. And he says he called Meghan to tell her what happened. And according to him, she burst into a flood of tears. Mm-hmm. And he says she cried because within four hours, they were happy to lie to protect his brother. But for mm-hmm. three years, they were never willing to tell the truth to protect them. So this was basically a turning point for Megan, and she said, suddenly what clicked in my head was, it's never going to stop. Every rumor, every negative thing, every lie, everything that I knew wasn't true, and that the palace knew wasn't true, and internally they knew wasn't true, that was just being allowed to fester. Mm. Which I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like the palace is definitely capable of creating their narrative, and... Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, of course. spinning it, and I feel like the truth wasn't necessarily there, mm-hmm. or at least the whole truth, right? And nothing about the truth. <laughs> so, in this docu series, which was six parts total, three last week and the other three came out this week, Megan and Harry really did not hold back at mm-hmm. all. They <laughs> were basically just tossing the royal family <laughs> under the bus, kind yeah. of like Brooke did on the live last night. To wow! Me. Wow! <laughs> Um, But Meghan and Harry claim the royal family had a part in how the press treated them. 
And at one point in the series, Harry even says he feels like the office of his dad, King Charles, was responsible for leaking the information that they were planning to give up their royal titles mm. and move to Canada, which is just like, your own father? Yeah. That's, well. that's messed up. Mm-hmm. So throughout the docuseries, Harry and Meghan made a lot of claims about the royal family, which is, you know, I think what we were all expecting. Yeah, of course. But we have not officially heard from the royal family in response to the docuseries. Right. So both Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace declined to comment And an inside source told The Mirror that an email was sent from Harry and Meghan to the palace that basically asked them to comment or respond. Mm -hmm. But palace officials say they weren't sure that the email actually came from Harry and Meghan. So they followed up with their production company, Archwell, and Netflix to confirm. And they said that they apparently got no reply. Mm -hmm. The source also says... In the absence of this verification, we were unable to provide any response. The substance of the email we received also did not address the entire series. It's classic. I mean, to be fair, the email address was Harry and Meghan hate England at (laughs) gmail.com. And they were like, oh, this seems accurate. Yeah, this does check out, but we should investigate. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So and my philosophy has always been. Every story has three sides. They have mm-hmm. side A, side B, and the truth, which is somewhere in the middle. Yes. Um, and obviously, this docuseries is clearly, we're looking at the Harry and Meghan side of things. Of course. They're controlling their own narrative, which is everyone's prerogative to, to do. do. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, <laughs> we talk about this all the time, but do you think the public's going to look at them more positively now? Will this have their intended intent? I don't even know what their intent is to do this, but... I don't either. Do you think Um, it's going to change things? No. I think that the public has, for the most part, made up their mind. They either love them or hate them. Yeah. And I don't think a docuseries is going to necessarily change that at all. Yeah. But I do think that they're doing a better job of controlling the narrative than the palace is. Because, like, the palace is so outdated. Yeah. So, like, they're not able to get their story in front of people the way Harry and Meghan have been able to. Yeah. So I think that gives them the upper hand. So that could play into how they're perceived maybe more Mm, positively if mm. people are hearing their side and not the other side. So I guess it could come down to that, but I think most people have their opinion made. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like I didn't realize just how polarizing Harry and Meghan have become. I feel Mm -hmm. like in the very Mm -hmm. beginning, I didn't think they were this polarizing, but it seems to, like, have put people in like two very different camps like they either hate them and Mm -hmm. think that you know they're crazy I never want to hear about them again they're so (laughs) problematic or they're like yes Harry and Meghan they've really suffered I side with them Mm -hmm. and I feel like this documentary is just gonna the people that have issues with Harry and Meghan are gonna narrate everything to that where it's like oh they're just complaining it wasn't that bad and people that are in support of them are gonna be like yes see this is what we've been saying this whole time yeah, exactly. It's hard to change people's minds once they've got it them made up, unfortunately. It is. It is. I will say, though, if the palace wants to respond in their own mm. docuseries, mm-hmm. the only thing is they don't like actors, so there right. can't be any reenactments. Oh, yeah. Well, they could come on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> King Charles, hop on. We'd love to have you. <laughs> got a couple of bones to pick with yeah, you. Yeah, we'll send the Zoom over. Yeah. <laughs> send the Zoom over. From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. This is Rich and Daily. If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review. And be sure to tell your friends. 
You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. Our theme song is by Gems. Scott Velasquez is a music supervisor for Freeson Sync. Peter Johansson is our senior producer. Our writer-producers are Michaela Myers and Liam Garrow. Our sound engineers are Sam Ada and John Lloyd. Executive producers are Tina Rubio and Marshall Louie for Wondery. Have a great weekend, Richies. See you Monday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, her speaking skills, and a show-stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's gonna win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's gonna be backlash about that. Oh, just so happy. So happy. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.